Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four. In this episode, Lindsay and I will be talking about passion and the power of following your passion. In this episode, you will learn where to start when figuring out your passion, why your past is pivotal for your passions, and how following your instinct will lead you to your passion, and the one clue that will get you clear on what fulfills you, the magic key to pursuing your passion, and how to recognize the signs that show up if you aren't living your passion. So this episode is filled with all kinds of tips on how to recognize your passion and start actually start living in your passion every single day. So I hope everybody enjoys the show. Okay, welcome back. We are now getting the hang of this, guys. We (laughs) were trying to figure this out because we're brand new to the video podcasting. And we just want to start by saying we're going to start looking at you at certain points if you're watching this on video because it felt kind of awkward looking at us after we were looking at the videos and we thought, okay, we can look at each other, but we got to include the audience if you're watching it on video. So we are happy to have you here. So excited. Um, And we can't wait for today's episode. And this is all about, Tony? Following your passion. Yeah. And figuring out... What is how to figure out what is your passion and everything that has to do with aligning yourself with what brings you joy. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing is what does bring you joy. I think a lot of people think that their passion is a hobby and if they're passionate about something, oh, they can do it on their free time or they can do it on retirement or they can do it on the weekends. But no, you don't have to do that. Right. And there's some hobbies to where you might want to do it maybe once a week or maybe um, once a month. And then there's other hobbies to where you could do them every single day, all day long. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are different passions and hobbies that we do have. But um, it's picking one to pursue as a career or as like an what some refer as a magnificent obsession mm-hmm. or something that you actually could wake up every day and read about, study about, reflect about, and get better at. Um, that's a whole nother story than just a hobby that you just do once a week or yeah, once like a month. Yeah, like you love bike riding, but you might not want to do that and all day, every day. Right. Well, actually... Well, I, you actually... I actually yeah, that it came out of my mouth. I do. I bike ride almost every single day. So that's, yeah. one, that's one of my passions where I love bike riding and it brings me so much excitement and fulfillment and fresh air and I get into alignment. So I do it every day. I love actually, it. But I actually wouldn't want to... As of right now, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to like be a bike trainer. Or, yeah. You know, but the like funny that. thing is, is now that I just said that as it came out of my mouth, you create vlogs on your bike. So you kind of use your passion with biking and the passion of teaching or vlogging. Exactly. To, so, so you kind of use it together. And that's an excellent point. And that's what I found over time is that 
the more that I look into this stuff on figuring out how to go about using my passion and, you know, following my heart and doing what you love, all the things that we know um, are like huge factors in feeling fulfilled and having success, the more I look into it, the more I realize that when we start to get into alignment with everything, we start to position ourselves to where we could use more and more of our passions in our work. So like you said, I'm able to do bike vlogs. So I'm including my passion of biking into my other passion of teaching people. So, and actually taking photographs and yeah. uh, video videotaping. I, I remember my aunt bought me this real nice computer or this real nice camera when I was in sixth grade and we'd go to baseball games and um, I would take pictures and I would take pictures all the time and I've always loved taking pictures. So I've actually combined that into what I do now. So a lot of my hobbies have actually, or my passions have actually came together through following my ultimate passion, which is teaching people information that could transfer the, transform the, their life. Yeah. So. And I feel like I use travel with my mediumship and my psychic stuff because I'll go, we'll choose a place that we want to go and then I'll do a messages from heaven event or I'll teach my students while I'm on the beach or teach them when I'm in Sedona. Like I, a couple of years ago, we did our, Tony and I did this road trip and we started in Florida and we went all the way to California. California. So we stopped along the way with Romeo, our dog. Um, he's not here today. He's, <laughs> he's sleeping upstairs as we're talking, but I'm sure he'll walk in at some point. I'll try to scratch at the door. Um, but he came with us and we had so much fun doing that. And I was able to to teach and, and do readings in, in different places. So I think that if you can figure out what your passion is and where do you think that they should start figuring out their passion? I have an idea in my head on how I can direct them, but I want to hear. Tell I you. would say start with stop trying to figure it out yeah. and just do what you did when you were a kid to where you just did what you wanted to do. And obviously I'm talking here on, you know, not doing crazy stuff that's going to harm people. You know, like, <laughs> but like doing like as a kid, you you might have picked up a pencil and started drawing because that's what you felt like you wanted to do in the moment. So I think it's one of those things like everything with life and energy is it's momentum. Right. So you start every second of the day by doing little things that you love and you start to honor those things and you start to engrave them into your day more and more. And I think what will happen is you'll start to become clear about, you'll start to become more clear about what you actually love. And then you'll also start to become more clear about what is your ultimate focus, like what's your ultimate passion, which it's, so a lot of times it's hard to really figure out the one, that's a lot of people's problems. And a lot of people watching this or listening right now, that might be your problem to where you're like, which one do I pick? Yeah. I love writing, but I love this. Um, and I would say just to start doing them, like yeah. just to start, like if you, if you want to write, write every day, write a page a day or five pages per day, something that's comfortable with you. Um, and then start publishing them on blogs or Facebook or social media. Um, and then start doing your other passions too. If you like personal training, start working out with somebody and helping them whenever you get the chance to, but start pursuing these in whatever way that you can, and what will happen is you'll start to get in more alignment with what you um, 
end up doing as a career. Right. And, and invest in yourself in that topic. So if it's something that you do want to, um, if it is writing, go take a writing workshop or go to a writing retreat, do those things to kind of get you closer to be really in it and hang out with people that are doing it. If you're not doing what you love, um, full time, and it's something that you're interested in taking it to the next level in business or whatever it is, hang out with people that are doing it so that you can actually know that it's doable. It's, it's possible. And I think no, surrounding yourself with people, whether it's a book or a YouTube video that are doing the things that you want to do, brings you closer energetically in your belief system and brings you closer in the way that, wait, it's not that far away. I think a lot of people, when they think of a job, they think it could be nine to five. Some of the people listening might be entrepreneurs and you're already doing the entrepreneur thing. Um, and you might be thinking, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And I think the huge thing is, is knowing that you've never made a mistake. Everything that you've done to this point, wherever you're at, has led you to this point. So there's no mistakes in what you're doing. And I think that's both, we can talk about that too, between the things that we did, because both of us, Tony and I were teachers, are still teachers. And I feel like going to school, you know, getting my master's in education, I only taught after the master's for, let me think, a few years after I got my master's. But that experience with that program was so pivotal in my life. Um, just the process of going there and, and attending classes and, and being in that energy and surrounded with those people really brought me kind of full circle in the teaching, the teaching world. And I feel like we still continue doing it in our work now. Right. And that's, that's the thing. Um, I mean, I can look back when I was, a, when I was in elementary school and middle school, I always taught people. Like I would always like any valuable information I would learn so in elementary school, the information was um, basketball and sports and training. So I would learn all these uh, different drills and skills at practice. And then I would go outside of practice and I would teach my friends in the neighborhood. <laughs> I could totally see and, you doing um, it. It was just like a natural instinct that I had where I, if I thought the information was valuable, I was going to share it. And I think it's that's an instinct that a lot of people um, probably has inside of them, but you know, some people are scared to share the information and others. And I understand, you know, especially when it comes to information that's spiritual, like the law of attraction, that could be kind of scary sharing it with people. Yeah. I never had that fear. Thank God. But, um, I know a lot of people who believe certain things and they don't want to share it with people because of that fear of yeah being judged. That's so. kind of a, for me, when I I was always into the law of attraction. Actually, it's funny because my mom is the one that saw it on Oprah, The Secret. And I know that's usually where a lot of people hear about the law of attraction. And my mom was watching Oprah one day and she's like, you have to get this book. You have to watch this episode. And I was in Tampa and she was in Massachusetts. And I actually told Nick about it. And he, he read the book and he was obsessed. So we were telling everyone, you have to watch the movie. And we were very intense about it. Like, this is the best thing ever. But it took me some convincing to get him to think. He's like, so you really believe that you can get a parking spot by thinking positively? And like, there's more to it. And going through that process of learning and putting ourselves out there in that way, you want to teach. I don't know where I got, how I got to that topic, but, um, 
but it is the process of loving what you're doing. And then it kind of, it really is like little breadcrumbs that lead you to where you're at. It really is. Yeah. Cause I would never think that I would even teach about energy right. at the time. I never thought in a million years that I would be a teacher. Yeah. Of anything, like a teacher in public schools, a teacher online. I would, I never thought that growing but up. But you, but you pretty much, you were a teacher except without the label and the, you know, the certification. And that's the thing. And that's a lot of people's, um, if you look at their life yeah, and what they do naturally. I would always ask my students in the classroom, I would say, what is your natural instinct? What's your natural impulse? And I'll tell them my natural impulse is to share valuable information with you and workout information and nutrition information. What's your natural instinct? And um, some of the students I would say their natural instinct is to just, is to talk about art and to paint and to do stuff like that. And others, it would be their natural instinct would be to be outside and playing sports. So I think we have to follow that natural instinct. Because like you said, I had that instinct, yeah. but it was so simple and so in plain sight that I overlooked it. And I think that's what happens. A lot of times if, if yeah. something is too simple and it's right there, you don't see it. It's kind of like so your true. keys on the coffee table or on any table when you walk in your house and you're looking for your keys <laughs> and they're not there. I'm laughing because you always are the one that lose your key, loses your keys. Not anymore though because we have the key hold. We have yes. The when you use it, then you don't. <laughs> but no, that's so true. Or I'll be like holding my phone in my hand. And I'll be like, where's my phone? And you're already, you're on it or you're whatever it is. But that's so so true. Because it's right there. So I think that's what happens a lot of times. So when it comes down to it, what's your natural instinct? Yeah. Another question you get to ask yourself is how can I impact the world to the highest degree possible? Or some form of the question like that. How can you provide the most service with your skills and with what you have and your natural instincts and your passion um, how can you use that to actually help people? Right. And I think that's where, um, you're going to find the most fulfillment, the inner fulfillment and the outer fulfillment, you know, materialistic and, yeah. and everything. It's, it's a total combination. Right. And I think it's important too to list out, even if you're thinking back to your childhood, actually list out the things that you love to do. So for me, I used to collect rocks. I called them rocks. Now I know that I was collecting crystals from different places. I was given a a crystal from one of my aunts. And from there, I started collecting them. And I was drawn to crystals. I was drawn to angels and saints and miracle stories. Like I I would read nonstop. Like I loved reading. Like I, I still love reading. And I think writing those things down and start to notice those patterns of the things that led you to now, or maybe you're not, you start to think about it and you're like, wait a second, I haven't done that in forever. I love doing that. So I think going to do those things, taking an action step and go back to your childhood, take an idea from your childhood that you love, that you might not be doing right now, go do it and, um, and really read up on it and get more knowledgeable in that area too. And I think another thing too, when you think of passions and you think of things that you love and like Tony said, it's so easy. You know, when you mentioned like, it's almost like so easy, it's like the keys on the table. You don't even pay attention. It's there, so you just don't even. I've heard some people say, well, I, 
I, you know, the question is, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Like what, I asked you that one time. If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it now? And what kind of job would you have right now? And you said, well, I would teach people and I would do this and that. And the question that I want you to think about if you're listening to this is, if you had all the money in the world and you had to pick a job, what would be the job right now that you would do? And really thinking about it, what is holding you back from doing it now? Other than the money, what's holding you back? So I think that's a big thing to think about is what is it? And a lot of people think that if they do their passion, it might not make them enough money or it might not, oh, everyone else is doing that. I can't sell that because everyone else makes paintings. But no, there's an, there's a, a specific energy that comes through you that you can use that people want. And I always think as I'm talking, I'm actually getting heat on my arm. Like I'm getting a message that I need to kind of put this out here. Um, if you can imagine a painting on a wall, Tony might see a painting that I'm seeing and I'm like, I absolutely love this painting. And he's like, what do you see in that? It's just a bunch of like pink and, and white dots on it. But there's an energy about it that I'm gravitating to. And I think that's important that you know that whatever you are doing, even if someone else is doing it, people will gravitate you to you because of your energy and it matches up with their vibration. So just know that, really believe in what you what you want and put it out there coming from you and and go from there. Right, and, that, and that's an excellent point too that uh, people will gravitate to your energy too. Yeah. Like, think about it. Think about who cuts your hair. I know a lot of females or mm -hmm. the ladies who are listening right now, you probably have one person that cuts your hair. Mm -hmm. if you're like most, right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, for me. I think that's for a lot. Oh of, yeah, no, that's for true. For people, it's true. That is true. And then guys as well. Maybe maybe not guys as much, but I even was... when I go, I go to sports clips sometimes, and there'll be a few people cutting hair there. And um, you could put who you who you want to have cut your hair, um, but a couple of times I I didn't write anything down. I just put next available because I, I was kind of I had to be somewhere. Yeah. So, um, but I was hoping for a particular person because their energy was better. Yeah. And that's the thing. So that goes with anything, any service that you do, whether it's getting your gas pumped. Yeah. In Boston, which is weird, I thought that they, <laughs> they, they pump your gas. In Boston. He's like, wait, what? They don't do that in St. Louis. Um, yeah. Or even here, I don't think. No. Yeah. But no. whatever you're doing, whether you're getting a reading from a medium like Lindsay or um, anything, personal trainer, yoga teacher, right. or a chef, somebody cooking your food, because they're bringing their energy to the table. And yeah, and it's valuable. It's valuable. So people are going to look at you the same way. And the more in alignment you are with your passion and with, with what you truly love doing, people can feel that. They could feel it and they're going to be drawn to it and you will have no problems making enough money to support that yes. business over time if you just take the steps that you could take right now. And I know, I know some of you might have like three kids or four kids and a mortgage and a car payment and all yeah. of this stuff to where you might not be able to quit that job that you hate going to. But what you can do is you can start an hour per day. You could add maybe wake up an hour early. I know it's easier easy for me to say, but it's a truth um, that you could wake up an hour early and you could just start pursuing that passion little by little in the same way that Lindsay did. Lindsay did this with um, her mediumship business. 
her last year teaching, which she didn't know was going to be her last year until towards the end, she actually started uh, her mediumship business as she was teaching in the public school systems. And slowly but surely, she would do a couple hours here, um, probably what, doing 20 hours a week at the beginning? Yeah, I forget. Ex- I just remember like it was like two years before I left. But you did whatever you could. Yeah, and was- slowly but surely, it built up to where it got too much by the end of that school year where she had to quit teaching. But um, you'll come to that conclusion, too, to where you'll have to pick one or the other. But the key is to just start. Yeah, that's a huge thing. So many entrepreneurs come to me for readings, which is great because I, I love giving readings. But at the same time, the, the main thing that comes up that I've noticed is they're afraid to start because they want it to be perfect or they want it to be just right or they don't want to make the wrong decision or they had this vision at one point and now all of a sudden it's changing. They're afraid that they have to start their whole business over. But you know what the big thing is, is if you go with your heart the whole time, the right people will follow you. So if you stay with your passion, no matter what, because things are going to change, just like me having the radio show at the beginning, I absolutely loved it. And then I'm like, something has to shift. The people that were listening to me on the radio show, the right people that want to join me on the podcast will come. There's no fear in that. And I think when you let go of the fear, stand in your power, do what you love, you are on a completely different frequency than that feeling of being wishy-washy, like, hmm, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing it? And I think that's really a huge thing is to just, when you do what you love, automatically you're going to attract amazing, beautiful things to you. Don't you feel like that? Absolutely. It all starts with that. I mean, think about it. We, the most valuable thing that we have on this planet is obviously oxygen and time. Yeah. So if we're on this planet, doesn't it make sense to spend our valuable time doing things that we actually want to do? It makes zero sense to spend our valuable time on this planet, waking up, getting your clothes ready, packing your lunch, driving through traffic. You're thinking about what? Going to work and working at a place where you have zero fulfillment and you hate doing it and you're wasting all this valuable time doing all this. That makes zero sense. We were not put on this planet to actually wake up and do things that we don't want to do. So so true. And the majority of our life does can consist of work. Like when we work, we don't even feel like we're working right now. We're working, even though I don't feel like it's work. But yeah, what's the point of wasting eight hours a day if you are going driving to a job that you don't like? And you'll feel it. If you're not in your passion, you will feel absolutely exhausted. You'll notice physical things start coming up. You might have a headache. You might feel like you have back pain or, you know, whatever it may be, because your physical body is the last thing to tell you. Your emotional well-being tells you first, you know, your soul senses it, but the physical body will tell you last. And that's when you're kind of forced to to change something. And usually we look outside of our or we we don't look we don't look at our job as the thing that causes the pain or causes the exhaustion, but a lot of the time it is because emotionally it's like that resistance, you know, that comes in. Um, it's like that back and forth like your heart is pulling you one way and then your the other part of you is like resisting that it's like you know your intuition is telling you something's not right but oh i gotta stick here i only have a couple more years left till retirement 
But then when retirement comes, don't you, don't you find that people that experience retirement, they only have a little bit of time to travel because either something happens to them, God forbid, I hope that doesn't happen to people, um, or they're too tired or too, I'm saying too tired to travel and do those things. It's like they wait all their life for retirement and social security to come in. Right. And that's, that's part of how a lot of people were raised. They thought that this was how it had to be. Yeah. And we're here to share information, to empower you, to show you that it does not have to be that way. Is it, is it easy to just switch and be like, all right, I'm going to do my passion now. No, I mean, a lot of times it's not easy. Like, right. because you're in circumstances that actually, um, are stressors on this that actually stop you from actually doing this in your, in your own mind. But if you just start little by little, you'll slowly but surely work your way into actually pursuing your passion full time. Yeah. And I think losing the excuses, it reminds me of Wayne Dyer's um, kids book, Excuses Be Gone. Um, and well, that's actually his, uh, or, that's his adult book. And but he's got he has a kid's book, book too. Oh, it's called the same thing? I am almost positive it's the same oh, okay, title. Because yeah. um, I had it in my classroom. Yeah. It was, I think that was in there too. But pretty much if you make, you're, there's always going to be an excuse to not start, to not follow your passion to not live in your truth, to hold off. There's always going to be that moment. And I think once you stand in it, stand in your truth, stand in your passion, really do the things that you like, you're going to start to notice a huge difference. And energetically, there's going to be space that's almost lifted. You're going to feel like a brick's lifted off of your back, just taking action and trying it out, you know? Right. So I think that's the big thing. You're definitely, you're, you're going to enjoy the process much more. Yeah. You're going to go from working somewhere because you're trying to hit a goal and that's your only reason why you're working to working somewhere where you're still hitting goals. That's okay. But you're like enjoying the process of the whole yeah. thing. And I think that's the key here. Right. And if you're an entrepreneur listening or watching, then think about what you're doing right now. What is your why? Why did you even start doing the business that you were doing? Like what, what was the reasoning behind it? Because a lot of times we lose focus of why we started doing our business. And I think going back to it, is your why still the same? Do you feel as though you're exactly in alignment with where you're supposed to be? Or have you evolved from that? Are you moving through it to a different space? And if you are, that's okay. That's totally fine to change your mind or to, to shift the course. Because I feel like that's why we're here, to we learn experience. We must be okay with that. Yeah. Shifting the course. Because a lot of times what will happen is somebody will make a decision that this is what they want to do and they're making that decision because it makes a lot of money or because it sounds like a good idea to them like I want to be a life coach because it sounds good or I want to be a teacher because it's a noble job or whatever you're doing yeah, yeah. it for reasons that are outside of truth and when we step outside of truth it causes a lot of pain and frustration and you waste your time so yeah we want to pick what we're doing and make sure that we're doing are a business or a career that we actually have passion for yeah. and enjoy doing. And when you just said that, it reminded me of so much so that, you know, when we want to please our parents or maybe if luckily I have Tony, I, I'm so grateful for you that you've never said, oh, I think you should do this. He never says that. He always says, 
follow your heart, do what you want to do. I'm lucky for that. But um, it's very easy to follow what people would be proud of you for. So like I could have stayed in teaching. I was tenured. I was locked in the system. We both were, you know, um, recognized for our teaching abilities in the school system. We could have stayed with that because that was the safe thing to do. But like you said, Tony, really going off of what what you feel too. And I think that's important not to follow what other, what's going to make other people happy. Cause usually what other people are saying, it's usually their fears coming through and being put on us. So, or their fears or their excitements are put on us. And it's important to really tune into what we want to do because you will have a sense of resentment or regret when you don't do the things that you want to do and you do it for other people and not yourself. Right. And that's why, like you said, it's so important. Like we say on, I think just about every podcast so far to know yourself. Yeah. To tune in and to take all of this information that you're hearing on this podcast, that you're hearing everywhere you go and thinking for yourself. Right. And feeling it out, getting to the parts where you're out of your head and you're into your heart and intuition and you're sensing out everything. Yeah. And that'll tell you exactly um, all of your answers. Yeah. I think we gave you a lot of information to think about and um, just take your time with it. Have fun. That's the big thing. Sometimes we forget. Well, I don't know if you do all the time, Tony, but like even with this podcast, we kept saying like, oh, we got to make sure the right angles, you know, right. And then as the episodes go on, you get more comfortable with right. with talking to, on camera in right. front of people. You start to so, like this, like yeah. this setup. Like we've done camera, but it's kind of a different setup. Yeah, it's kind of, it was kind of weird. Like the first episodes, we're talking to each other, and then now we're hey, we'll look at the camera. <laughs> we'll try it out this way. So. We're so happy that you joined us again, and cheers to another good there we go episode. Cheers. See you guys next time. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.